We there's so many topics we're just like oh, we can't talk about. Yeah, that. exactly. Well, I think probably means it's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, we're gonna shit the bed on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey Maxwell, Aaron Worth, like Morty Maxwell, baby. Is that the main character's name? He's the villain. In, oh. In all of oh. the, uh, the the company that made this, oh, well, the game that we're going to be talking about, yeah. obviously, is Midnight Rescue. But you guys sit tight, be quiet, and <laughs> behave yourselves, because we're not getting into it yet. But the learning company, the company that made the game. Oh, the um, learning company. Yeah, the villain. Oh, we're going to get into <laughs> how they tricked us into learning I, by playing these games. I know. When I was doing some research on this game, and by the way, <laughs> you're welcome. But uh, <laughs> when I was doing research on this game, they're like, this educational game. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck you, <laughs> mom fuck. and dad. How dare you try to make me learn? That was a Christmas <laughs> gift. What are you doing? <laughs> I wanted pure pleasure stuff for Christmas. Blow. Maxim a magazine. Powerboat. FHM. <laughs> a walk-in humidor. <laughs> there was there was a phase in my life where my brother and my dad loved Maxim and FHM magazine. Uh-huh. And they would like get them just on, you know, if we were going on a trip or something at the airport, <laughs> they would just like buy a copy of FHM. So our bathrooms would always have like Maxim magazine yeah. sitting right next to it. You and upgraded it, from the Sears catalog, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I was okay. Actually, here's kind of a, an interesting story. I was walk. Sears is Canadian, though, right? I don't know. Uh, if no, our, oh, it's, it's, it's North American. Oh, okay, so Sears though was closing in Canada yes. not too long ago, and I was walking through uh, Yorkdale Mall, which is a big mall in Toronto, and there's a big Sears store there that was closing. It was kind of symbolic of the end of an era for Sears in North yeah. America. So they had a, a film crew there. Film crew, news crew. Uh, they're filming oh, the camera. Yeah, yeah, there was a camera, a guy with a cell phone. And they asked me like what I thought about- Just like Maxwell. Oh, no, no, just, yeah. like, just like the main character. Oh, yeah, he's got the camera. Yeah, he's got a camera. And he took a picture of me and I was a robot, <laughs> like Will Smith. Actually, I think it was Sorcerer's Apprentice in that. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Oh, there is going to be some weird sense memories that are going to come back. Oh, 100%. By the end, I'm going to be crying going like, I think I was abused as a child. Like, you remember (laughs) things you buried deep? Like, oh, my God, my cat died. You owned a cat? I didn't remember. (laughs) I killed it. (laughs) Um, No, so I I, I was interviewed by this news crew, and they asked me what I thought of Sears, and... This, I guess they didn't understand the joke I made, but this made it to TV. I saw myself on TV. You were on camera doing this? I made a joke about masturbating to the Sears catalog (laughs) and they didn't understand what I was saying, I guess. And it made, that's the clip that they used. Unless they did and they're like, that's actually pretty funny. And and they let it go. (laughs) Yeah. Classic newsroom thing. Well, we, we put on what's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why those, those news hours are laugh riots. Yeah. They always are. Well, now they're just regular riots. (laughs) Or protests, protests, not riots. Protests, protests. Come on. What's that you want? Um, no, yeah, I well, that's really funny. Did you? I like, I like how after we say something like um, that, both of us just go, um, uh, what else? What else? We are not the right people to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you use a euphemism? Is that why I got past them? Like you're like, no, I, I really I, love the pulled pork of the Sears catalog. No, no, I flat out said they were like, well, they were like, well, what are your memories of Sears? And I was like, well, I definitely remember the Sears catalog. In fact, I think I have one in the back seat of my car right now. And then I just kind of like gave a little like wink to the camera, and they fucking put that in the news. If I could, I have a video of it. I'll try to remember to put that oh, up. On that's incredible. Twitter, yeah. That's really great. Yeah, no. Maximum FHM and like Spike TV oh. is a period of time in the early 2000s that will uh like 
It's just like, you could go like, oh, you remember Maxim Magazine? You're like, oh, early 2000s? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And uh, Stripperella. I've talked about Stripperella on this yeah. podcast before and how many hours of that show I watched hoping to see nudity at some point and you didn't. Boy, were you disappointed. Any. Very disappointed. You know, there was a, so there was a Canadian uh, cable channel called City TV in the city and uh, in Toronto. And uh, at 12.30 on Friday and Saturday nights, they Ooh, would yeah. air softcore pornography. Yes, they would. And it's kind of baffling to explain that out loud to say something like <laughs> you say it like that yeah you're that like so oh weird. you know that tv channel that everyone got that was free over the air that would air just soft core pornography yeah. on 12 30 on the weekends um just after midnight and it was called baby blue no blue shoes diaries blue no shoes red shoes diaries, diaries was uh diaries. oh yeah no baby blue was baby the other, blue yeah, i think yeah. was like just pornography they yeah. put on television yeah it was great which as a kid without internet Thank you. It was, I had, I remember when I got a TV in my room and I would oh, cycle that's a, between that's a mistake. channels 7, 28, and 29. 28 and 29 were great, but I had a strategy and I had to make sure that I always went for, from, it was like channel 30, I think was much music or something. Mm -hmm. uh, TSN and then 29 was much music. You, you and I had different channels. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because we grew up in slightly wow, different what a areas. regional conversation we're having. Yeah, yeah. But this is before <laughs> satellite when there were like 40 channels. Yeah. Uh, which is also, fuck it, there are thousands of channels now. We are oh, old. They limited us yeah um but i remember so i would always have to go like 29 30 30 28 28 30 37 so i could what? press recall oh. in case my mom walked into my yeah. room yeah because i didn't i didn't really want her to know what i was doing <laughs> yeah well yeah. no wait what no of course you didn't no i i mean i would i would call her into my room <laughs> or, and or then you... try to play it really close like she'd open the door and i'd turn and I'd be like, oh, i don't know what i was it's, doing that was your version of edging as a young yes, team exactly yeah. exactly yeah well it's better than you walking through the house and going like it's like, Mikey, what are you doing? Like, gotta go to the bathroom, FHM, got a jacket. <laughs> no, my, my version of edging is actually getting a serious back injury and then coming back to the Royal Rumble 10 years later. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah. My thing is the membership card I have with EB, but um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, uh, what a weird time. Uh, the dangers and the like real, uh, the real, you know what the first CrossFit games for me was trying to get through the house to eventually masturbate somewhere, oh you know, God. like it's, it was tough. The, how dare I had loving parental supervision. I know. I know. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Well, but it is weird. Like, I think about this all the time where it was, it was a, I, I spent 30 to 40% of my mental energy as a kid yeah. thinking about where, when, and how I was going to masturbate. Yeah, I know. And, and, yeah, that's fair. And when I have kids, I wonder if, if I have kids, uh, no one seems to want to have it with me, so <laughs> we'll see. You can't have it alone. Remains so. to be seen. Uh, challenge me on that. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder if I will raise them in a household where that type of thing is just kind of like, hey, you close your door, that's your own thing. You know, we're not going to bug you, yeah. this and that, or, or but, what. But without limitation, you know, the darkest parts of the internet, like you worry that you're going to just raise uh, a, a true, you know... The apple doesn't depraved. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Ah, I see. I started okay. way too early. Like, uh, honestly, I joke about it a lot, but I think about it often, how... I became desensitized to <laughs> pornography yeah. way too fucking early. Oh, I actually do believe that's a real thing. It like one hundred percent is a real thing. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, but then again, I also think like more approachable. Uh, I can't believe we're talking about this. More approachable and like accepted attitudes towards nudity and things like that is probably a healthier thing instead of like, especially when like where we grew up, Toronto. Is like grew up in a very like Puritanian, like very oddly like religious 
like city. Toronto like, the good. Well, Toronto the good, and then it became kind of a mocking term yeah. of like, oh, you guys think you're so nice. Like, yeah, Toronto, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, Toronto the good won't let us drink on Sundays or, you know, whatever. And we didn't really grow up in that city, but at the same time, it's, it was still very proper. And, and so like, you know, I was thinking about that because I was at a clothing optional beach yesterday. Mm. And I was thinking, I'm like, were, you your, know, clothes, were your clothes optional? Uh, oh God, you out of your mind? Uh, no, I, I have too much shame for that. My, my Catholic upbringing yeah, really say, ruined yeah, that yeah. for me. Um, but otherwise, how's my asshole going to get a tan? So, uh, no, and I just like people walk around, whatever. And you don't think twice of it. Like yeah. you don't go like, Whoa, yeah. look at that guy. Um, you don't. but, but you know what I mean? But so like, I think of maybe a healthier attitude towards like, we're all human. I think might be probably beneficial to my future unborn children that will never happen. I, I, I do think that I think there's a, there's a way to have a conversation around what pornography is and how it is an, an entertainment medium in the same right. way. You're not going to go into an airport like Neo from the matrix and just shoot like, like it, it, there's a separation between the entertainment you have in movies and everything mm -hmm. and what happens in real life. So too is the case with pornography. It doesn't mean pornography is bad, but you need to understand that isn't what real life is. Yeah. There's a lot more shame involved in real life. Mm -hmm. uh, the videos are a lot quicker in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like saying pornography is sex. It's the same way that wrestling is fighting. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. like, or opera is is my life. Yeah. You're like, like, well, no, it's a lot dramatic. Like, um, well, and that's obviously why we're playing Leisure Suit Larry today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> box office bust, baby. The, the Leisure Suit Larry games, box office bust, magna cum laude was yep. another one. Um, I think Magna Cum Laude was like one of one of the more recent ones. But speaking to those sorts of games, Andrew, what what uh, what have you been playing lately? We, I, it's well, been a while since we've spoken. I know, I know, we we might as well get this out of the way. Yeah. You and I obviously have spent a lot of the last little while playing The Last of Us. You finished it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I just finished it recently, oh. and we are uh, going to be releasing that bonus episode where we essentially just talk about The Last of Us and spoil absolutely everything on Friday. So uh, set your microwaves. <laughs> To the time and <laughs> set your VCR and your microwaves that you've never been able to set time for yeah, ever yeah. set it for this Friday. Yeah. The bonus episode is going to be coming out, which is a complete spoiler cast where we're going to break down every element of the game. We feel that it's been a good time since the game's come out. So everyone could have a chance to finish it and enjoy it with us, but we're really going to get into the depths of the story. Uh, oh boy. I am so excited to talk about this. Mikey and I have done a really good job of not talking together. Yes. So a lot of the conversation, a lot of the reactions to each other are going to be very authentic on the podcast. Very visceral. Very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, I, yeah. I texted you just as a, as a, as a kind of like teaser. I texted you when I finished the game and I said, yeah. just finished the last of us. Woof. <laughs> and then I took a little while and I was like, cause I realized usually I say woof when something's bad. And bad, I was like, yeah. I mean, woof in a good way. And you're like, Oh, thank God. I thought we were going to have to have a serious talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to come on. And you're like, I hated it. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, we're just spilling our answers here. I, I yeah. But we, I think it's, we can say that it's a very good game and, and we'll talk about it. I and, think, I think I probably have more reservations than, than you yeah, do. Yeah, I think so. But, but I have so many good things to say about it as well. And if you want us to hear us release the damn of thoughts that are clearly oh. building up in our, in our mind, listen this Friday. We're really excited about it. So, um, but more than anything, I, coming off of Last of Us 2, I, you know, I, there is a like certain amount of like pack of cigarettes smoking, like sitting there going like, like if you just got in a car crash, you're like, uh -huh. oh, I guess in a dark room for a bit. Yeah. Um, so I went to sports as I okay. often do to waste my time. And actually I picked up Overwatch as well. Oh, did you? But I, I'm looking for like repetitive. Don't think too. I, yes. I know this is not the way you play Overwatch, but I, it's like, oh, it, by the way, I played Overwatch like once or twice and I was like, 
yeah, this is why I don't play this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like a person left, somebody, somebody was screaming at me. I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't play this game. And But the other game I played, I, I kept playing was uh, MLB The Show, which I actually think is the mechanics are a lot better this year. And and you can just kind of create the story. It's like no different than what we were describing Worms the other week. Mm-hmm. If you describe these storylines in your head of like, mm. oh man, Austin Matthews, uh, or Austin Matthews, I, Jesus Christ. He's playing baseball now? Yeah, yeah he's really good. <laughs> so he didn't actually have COVID. He just went to go play uh, play in the, in the major Sorry, Austin Meadows, who I traded for. I'm like, hey, he's in a cold streak. It'd be really great to break it today. Like, yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah, this yeah, weird, yeah. like, repetitive comfort that you get to play. Um, and I really enjoyed that a lot. And I also want to say the other thing about video games is uh, I finally made a decision I am not going to buy Madden this year. Okay. I'm going to break the cycle. I am not going to chase the dragon. The EA has been terrible for so many years of barely improving the game. And I think in some years, actually making the game actively worse and just selling out completely to um, like dynasty player cards, like that transactional yep. system yep. that, you know, franchise and all the reasons why I played the game for so long is just, is, is bankrupt. So I am going to, I am, I am starting here with fuck EA and I'm not buying Madden this year. Wow, so... Uh, That'll be like 25 years in a row? 26, 24 years in a row? June Carter Cash, you heard it here first. The circle <laughs> will be unbroken. Uh, <laughs> this is a ring of fire. I'm going to burn you to the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I, I remember making that decision on the NHL franchise that I was going to skip a year, and I think I'm a better person for it. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I'm a worse person since making that decision, okay. but for that decision unrelated. alone, un- very unrelated, very <laughs> yeah, unrelated. Yeah. So the show, uh, Overwatch, I, I, it's funny you say that you just picked up Overwatch cause I, I tried to limit my Overwatch playtime while I was playing the last of us. Cause I really wanted right. to, to work through it. And I did, I'd say over the course of time that I was playing the last of us, the 30 hours it took me to beat the campaign, I played maybe three or four hours of, of mm. Overwatch over those four weeks. Or Which whatever is it was. just for the D-pads. That's a very small amount. It's a very small amount for me. Yes. Comparatively. I mean, that, that would be three weeks. So that's like an hour a week, which is not, that's no. not a lot for me. Because it's like you said, I, I get it when you say it's kind of mindless. Like it's the yeah. reason why it is mindless is because it's so familiar to me that yeah. I can just pick it up and play it without thinking too much about like, what am I going to do? Um, well, and I think the other one is like when you play Last of Us, you're like, it's a beginning to end story. Yeah. So you're feeling in, in, engrossed in the whole story the whole time. Whereas Overwatch or baseball or like things I'm talking about, it's like, there's a start, there's an end. It's about 30 minutes and that's and it. And you don't take it with you. When yeah. You and it, my yeah. mind's off and I go, oh, that was, I'm done now and I can go to bed. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know what though? I was talking about this because you and I have the conversation a lot on the podcast about mm. my inability lately to play through a game to completion. Yeah. Like a, a story driven game. Yes. And I think I, I, I personally like indie games or like four, five, six hour games. I have right. no problem doing that. I do, but we talk about the AAA titles, mm-hmm. and I don't often play them to completion because I honestly believe as as great as everyone thinks the video game landscape is right now, I think we are going to look back on this era of story driven video games as almost like early PlayStation Two era of games, oh, where like. It's just not going to land as well because we're really trying to figure out what story, like how important story is in games at the expense sometimes of gameplay, which is fine. This is a step that we need to take. But I think playing The Last of Us was a great exercise for me because it was like, even when I had those moments of being like, I'm not really feeling the the gameplay right now. Mm -hmm. It was like, just push through it. Worst yep. comes to worst, you'll get a 20-minute cutscene, and that'll be like you just played around of over. Right. Like, it's the same amount of time, right? Um, but because of that, I just picked up Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Sushi Main, as I like to call it. Nice. Like Gucci Main. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Gucci Main. Everyone loves Gucci <laughs> Main. So I call him Sushi Main. Okay. Um, the, uh, the stark 
Tony Stark difference between mm-hmm. the story in Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us is almost the worst choice I could have made to play this game. Oh, now. Like, interesting. It's, it's amazing looking at, um, at, at Ghost of Tsushima where Last of Us kind of starts right in the middle. Even Last of Us 2 starts right in the middle of a story that's already happened. It, yes, it does. They say it's, it's in medias res, right? Um, but in Ghost of Tsushima, they, they show you all of the cliches that they don't need to show you mm. that you could kind of just assume have happened in this character's right. past. Um, and because of that kind of clumsy method of storytelling, it comes across as just pandery. So the hmm. first hour and a half to two hours of Ghost of Tsushima is is a lot. It's very story driven and tutorial based, okay. and very very video gamey to the point where I'm like, I didn't need any of that backstory. Uh-huh. I could have seen that in a small cutscene or just assumed it based on the character, or or have a ten minute gameplay segment to show it, and I would have gotten it. Um, like, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, like I'll, I'll walk you through some okay. of the, the points that happen. So it it starts where there's a battle where two people are fighting to the death to save their save their homeland, even though it's like they're they're obviously going to die, which mm-hmm. is a scene you've seen a million times and you don't need to see again. Right. Um, the one person is is captured, another one is saved by someone who you don't know, and it turns out that this person it's a woman, but she's like super like she's super super powerful, and right. and, and you make a comment as the main character, you're like, hmm, good with a blade, walks on rooftops, like tell me you're you must be a thief, aren't you? And she's like, I only steal the things I need, and it's yeah. like, oh, I've seen this character a million times <laughs> yeah. before, I've heard this interaction a million times before. Yeah. Whereas The Last of Us treats you like a like someone who's who's entrenched in like literature or storytelling and they understand that you're going to be able to pick up on these cues without yeah. showing well, you. They don't treat you like you're stupid. Yeah. Like I hate to say like everything you're describing even at the beginning there was like, it's just video gaming. It's so video gaming. Yeah. It's, it's so, just, it, or you know what it is? It's storytelling. It's, it's video game storytelling five years ago yeah. where they just assume they have to show you these things. They have to give you like, there's a line, your hand. There, there's a line in, in a moment where you're, you're, it's a flashback and you're training with your, the, the, like your, your uncle, who's kind of like the leader and he's mm. your influence. And he says something like, in order to master the blade, you have to first master your emotions. And I'm like, why do you think you as this game saying <laughs> that is going to be new to me? And, and I've heard that in a thousand different things before. So cliche. It's so cliche. That sucks. But then as soon as the, I will say this about Ghost of Tsushima, okay. and I don't want to disparage the game too much. Sorry, cause, yes. Because after an hour and a half, I was like, I don't even think I want to play this game anymore, which is a shame because I just spent 80 bucks on it. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay and the swordplay is very, very good hmm. um, and may honestly be a good bridge for you to play if you wanted to then maybe graduate to something like Dark Souls because it's... Graduate. Like, like I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you always talk about how you would be too frustrated to play that game or you wouldn't want to play yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. I, I, you know, I, I really, I think that'll be the goal in the next couple months. I really should just play the game. I think we should do a walkthrough month together where we just play be, the game. And stuff. I would love that. I know you Andrew, would. I would be so happy. <laughs> I still think we wait until closer to the PlayStation uh, five, five yeah. to do Demon Souls. Because Demon Souls is oh. a game that I haven't played. And it's kind of like the precursor to Dark Souls. So we could like play it together and yeah. use that as an excuse to yeah, do it. That'd be kind of fun. while we're doing it. Yeah, 100%. My left hand my- on the left side of the controller, my right hand... <laughs> 
gripping your hand, your yeah. left hand, your right hand gripping the right side of the controller, right. our lips kissing, my left <laughs> eye looking towards the TV. Like a horse. Like a horse. Your <laughs> yeah, right yeah. eye looking towards the TV. Oh, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like when you do like a drink and you wrap arms around each other yes. so that you can drink together? That's like how we record these podcasts. 100%. Yeah. I hold your mic, you hold mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And oh, actually, no. It's canon that we record these podcasts where I'm sitting in your lap. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is canon. You're right. That's Nick Cannon. That's Nick Cannon. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's Nick Cannon. Uh, <laughs> Best of luck getting a new job. Yeah, he's doubling down Asshole. on that, isn't he? Right? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on with that? I People honestly just routinely outing themselves as anti-Semites. Yeah, it's, what is it's going one of those on? things where like I grew up in a I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, in a very Jewish neighborhood uh, mm-hmm. in, in a suburb of Toronto. My my grandpa uh, was Jewish, my dad was raised Jewish, but then essentially uh, converted even though like not officially, my mom was raised Catholic and I was raised more, more yeah. Catholic. But yeah. like- Your father's side is Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Like their Jewish heritage is something I grew up with. And so much so that in the in the neighborhood that I grew up in, I just assumed that everyone, that the majority of the world was Jewish because that's right. all I knew. That was the bubble that I lived in. And it turns out uh, as I grew older, that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it wasn't until like I when I went to university- in Halifax, the East Coast where, of Canada, the East Coast of Canada, where it was, it was, I was the only person. Like I had friends who had never met a Jewish person before. Yeah, and someone made a joke, uh, like a Jewish joke, like a joke disparaging Jewish people, and that was the first time I'd heard that. And I yeah. was like, what? I was like, I don't understand. Like, the, what is the? What is the? Like the. They're everyone. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. it's and then and then it occurred to me that these people had never met a Jewish person. It was just a weird time in my life. Yeah, like often people that hate other people have never spent time around that. That's person. exactly it. Constantly, exactly people it. hate gay people. They've never met a gay person. Yeah. People yeah. like black people. They've never met a black person. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I just what a weird. I don't want to talk more about it because I have nothing more to say other than whoa, what the hell happened? Like yeah. in the week, in the last week, like a bunch of people turning out to be anti semites. Well, that wow, yeah. We're Very still strange. doing this? Do you think Mel Gibson is like happy somewhere? Well, I think he's making some calls. Yeah. I think he's like, Nick Cannon, how you doing? It's great to talk to you. <laughs> he would call him Nick Cannon too. Yeah. Like, Hello, Mr. Nick Cannon. <laughs> it's good to speak to you. How's Mariah? Yeah. How's her sugar tits doing? <laughs> I'm a normal man now. Yeah. Okay, Mel. Yeah. All right. Uh, we should give him another chance. <laughs> how does he keep getting in movies? That's a good... Speaking of movies. Daddy's home too. <laughs> <laughs> what is that all that about? That was so weird. John Lithgow, you're better than that. Uh, um, I think. You mentioned before we started the podcast, Andrew, you had some movies you wanted to oh, talk about yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know if this is good or bad, but you just said, you you looked at me, you you walked into my place. Hey. You washed your hands, very I, responsibly. Yeah, I did. And then you looked at me and you said, I have some movies to talk about. And I said, talk about them right now. Said, I'd love to talk Turn about them Turn those right mics now. on. Let's make it hot. Okay. So I have movies, I have TV, I, you know, obviously I, I have time on my hands, uh, like a larger percentage of, uh, of North America right now, I'm unemployed. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not alone in this one. Um, so I've had lots of time to watch, uh, movies and stuff like that, but I want to start briefly on television. Last week we talked about the Zodiac killer. Yes. And, and how I much was, you love the Zodiac killer. And how much I love him. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was like, please come home, baby. How do you know it's him? Well, mm, uh, serial killer? Uh, he's definitely a white male. <laughs> like, let's not let. What are we leaping oh, what logic about here? The missing kids in Atlanta. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's true. But I think that was the outlet. That's why it's so tough to find him. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Um, but uh, we were kind of talking about the Zodiac Killer, and I was saying, wait, are you talking about I'll Be Gone in the Dark and the the yes. Golden State Killer? Yes. Well, when I went home, I was like, wait, I should watch that movie, that that TV show, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, an HBO show about Michelle McNamara's book. 
uh, about the the uh, original Night Stalker or the East Area Rapist, which she discovered was the same person. Oh shit! And it's an insane story, and it's I, I is, can't. Is it a series? It is a series. So it's only three episodes. Is it serious? Oh, it's super serious. Satellite radio. Ah, uh, it's super FM. It's super <laughs> super, <laughs> super FM. Super XM. Yeah. Damn it, whatever. Um, but is that it's an HBO show? It's uh, the fourth episode has just aired on the Sunday. Uh, it's really, really good. It's oh, yeah? really well done. The style, the whole animation style. In, that in this use. realm of of so much true crime, it still stands. Above oh, the rest. I, think I think I'm a little bit played out on. on I, true I am crime. too. I'm, I actually, I'm, I never watch another true crime Netflix show. I'll be completely mm-hmm. okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I think this one is so. I, there are so many times I looked over at my player two and I was like, oh my god. That's really good. There's constant, so it's, it's I would say, a dual story about Michelle McNamara's life and who she is as a person and the story of this murderer rapist that had gone. Should we make a word for that? Like you should. Criminal? Least, <laughs> I don't know, like bad person? Well, I mean, at least combine the two to murder rapist instead of murderer rapist. Murder rapist. I don't know if you made that. Did you, Is that a combined word? Yeah, because you So you're said- sharing the R? Uh, the uh, and I, and I'm getting rid of the er instead of murder or rapist. It's murder rapist. Murder rapist. Murder rapist. Murder rapist. But yeah, that, I don't, I don't that know, sounds man. like someone who rapes murds, and I don't know what a murd is. Yeah, and a, but God, I don't want to find out. That sounds I don't tough. Want to find out. The show is incredible. Like it really is, and and the way that they kind of reveal things slowly and and be able to like let you into both of their lives. Uh, I I really can't say enough about it. I think I think it's been really remarkable. Then how many, how many episodes? So the fourth episode just aired. On Sunday. Okay. Um, so it's on Crave in Canada. It's on HBO in America, HBO Max. Um, I just, I, it's, I, if you like true crime, I don't know how you can't not watch this. It's really, really good. Second thing is on Netflix TV wise, uh, Dark. Uh, it's oh. a German TV show, German Netflix show. Uh, it's the third season. It's third season is just airing now. It's, it's like what you wish lost in like the leftovers and stuff like that. It's a kind of a combination of many things. It's like mystical. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop you right there for a second. Yeah. You think I wish the leftovers was anything else than what it was? Uh, leftovers is uneven. I'll say that. The leftovers is uh, almost perfect. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> that oh, leftovers what? is my favorite show probably of all time. Okay, well, that and that's great that that's your opinion, but I... I it's, it's great that my opinion is correct. <laughs> I think... To say that the first season and the second season are like even the same show is kind of crazy. I'm honestly fine with that. I 100% see what you're saying. It's a very different change it's of tone. Incredibly and pace, different. But uh, but that's okay. It's dealing with what what I like. We don't need to get into leftovers. But okay. what I like about the left uh, the leftovers is that it's essentially not about what happened to the people who went missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's about what happens to the world after a calamity like that. And I completely so agree with you. There are a million different stories to tell after that happens. I but, and I yeah. completely agree with you. I like the show. I just think tonally it's very odd. It's kind of like if you get whiplash of going like, wait, what are we talking about now? Sure, like sure. Um and I think nothing nothing summarizes that more than changing the opening credits the way they did from going to oh, yeah. like a gothic like painting coming alive of ripping people home yeah. into like a summary folksy like yeah, song with, with missing photographs. Yeah, with missing yeah, photographs, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is, and I still like the show a lot. But I think if you like that lost leftovers type of mysticism and yes, mystery and stuff I'm, like I'm that, that, there is an area for that. So dark, and if you're okay with heads up, they're dubbing the show. I actually think it would have been better with subtitles, but whatever. Um, Wait a sec, I watched it with subtitles in the first season. Oh, they've dubbed it now. You, there's no option to watch it with subtitles. I don't know. Because okay, so here's my experience with dark. I watched the first 
on what are there eight to ten episodes in the first season, something like ten. that. I watched the first eight episodes, and something happened in my life that got me pretty stressed out, mm. and I just couldn't deal. Your I child went missing in a cave. My, my child went missing in a yeah. cave, and I realized I was my child yeah. in the future. Yeah, because um, yeah. the story of Dark is fucking complicated. Your so, youth, your four-year-old self showed up to your front door in a Walkman, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no." And then they stared at each other for a second. I, so, so the the thing is, is like I was following we're describing it along. the show. Was, well, yeah. no, no. Oh, that's what happens in the show. Yeah, I thought that was just a random kid with a Walkman. Yeah, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Mikey," and you're like, "Shut up, get out of here." I'm Mikey, you idiot. And then I just shut the door in his face. Um, but the problem is, is it's such a complex show. Yeah. Um, and there's so many moving parts and so many different names and people and some of the names are very similar. Okay. I'm glad you said this. We, I'm doing the same thing we're watching the show where I constantly have to remind myself and I said out loud the other day, I'm like, there's too many goddamn white people in this show. <laughs> we're just, everyone's a generic brown haired white person. Yeah. And I'm like, I have trouble telling which one's which 100%, all the time. 100%. God damn it. So, so imagine it has now been a long time since I saw the eighth episode of the first season of Dark and yeah. I tried to get back into it and rewatch and I was so lost. Hey, I was, uh, I was so <laughs> the leftovers. <laughs> I feel like I was a leftover. Is it worth getting back into though? Like, like it's kind really of interesting. It? The, the, the finality, the, the season three is the final season. So I think that's kind of worth, sure. you know, seeing kind of the ribbons tied. I think it's done a better job than a lot of shows. I'm not gonna say which shows, but a lot of shows of continuing the storyline and being consistent throughout and ending and sure, having an ending. Sure. You know, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen the ending yet. Yeah. But I think it's been a really entertaining show. The last thing I want to talk about uh, is uh, The Old Guard was a oh, Netflix movie that came God. out this And week. you watched it? I did. Why? <laughs> well, 82% of Rotten Tomatoes. Which, Wait, what? Which doesn't matter. Which no, doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Rotten Tomatoes does not matter. But I'm just saying is like, if for a general consensus, I was like, oh, do I need to watch this? I watched it. I think Shirley Saren's a good actor and I think she's in a lot of good stuff. Yep. And she really is kind of like the female action movie star of, right now, yeah. of the century, I think, yeah. or something like that. Because she's been in so many good movies like that. I think Meryl Streep. You think it's Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> it's doubt, doubt. That action-packed doubt. movie, doubt. It's complicated. It's There's complicated. so many action scenes in that. The kitchen's the great. devil wears Prada. The devil wears Prada. She yeah. kills someone with her shoe. I've seen the, I've seen the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, and so like I was worth watching. It's fine. I, it's just amazing. It's one of those ones that ended. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Fine. Let's never think about that. That's again. funny. I don't know if I could describe what happens in that movie. Too. Oh, really? So much. So, so I have a letterboxd account. I actually really like letterboxd as a website. I think it's really good. A, a good way of registering which movies you want to see, which ones are available to you and, and all that kind of stuff. And I wrote a review of it and I was going, I just finished the movie. Here's what I think happened. In it. <laughs> It was like a loose description of what is happening in it. It is a comic book movie. It is a, a graphic novel movie about immortals and what their life. Oh, Camille Longione in it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what, oh, no, that's The Eternals. Never mind. It's The Eternals. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, it, yeah, The Immortals was the TV show with the big dog. Like the dog is like 600 pounds, I think, or something like that. That's Clifford. Oh, that's Clifford. Yeah. You're right. Is he curious? No, that's a monkey. <laughs> um, Does he wear a yellow hat? <laughs> All I'm saying about the old guard is, fine, watch it, cool. Oh, yeah? Don't expect too much. But you know what? My, my whole thing is like, why would I when... All of the Studio Ghibli movies are on Netflix right now. Yeah, like, that's, every that's time a good I'm point. like, what do I watch? Just another 
Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, like, I, why not? Have you been watching more Studio Ghibli I movies? I have. Uh, it was recommended to watch Nausicaa. Uh, someone on Twitter, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the, the handle right now. Someone recommended Nausicaa. That was the first recommendation mm. I got. It's fucking great. It's yeah. so imaginative. Like, all of those movies just take you away to a place that, like, I, I honestly think it's... I don't know that there's another style of movie that does a better job of making me feel like a kid again. Yeah. Just my imagination, it's like firing on these synapses that I forgot could be activated. Yeah, I kind of said this last time we talked about Ghibli a little bit, is that it's like saying like, you know, forever people always talked about Pixar and saying like, well, they've never made a miss. Right. And so like, therefore the studio has... Uh, you know, like uh, like a buyback guarantee where you're like, oh, you're guaranteed to enjoy this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, then the good dinosaur came around and you're like, man, I want to burn this place <laughs> to the ground. Uh, but Ghibli still has that. They've really never made a miss. And yeah. even in their m- not fully successful movies, it is interesting. Yeah. You know, it's never so many fucking movies. I so did many. not realize it was that many. It's never not interesting. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's the kind of thing that that... Why wouldn't you watch it then? Because yeah. it's it's you're going to learn something. You're going to feel something. They might do something. Like, one thing I love about Studio Ghibli, the way they animate food. Oh, my God. The way they- All Princess Mononoke. Yes, Princess Thinking Princess about Mononoke. that movie makes me want to eat The way they so animate much. food, the way that they animate the people making the food, yeah. it's, it's not just like chop, chop, throw in a bowl, bowl comes out food. Like, it's it's like really detailed yeah. and like the script and like looks great. Yes, ah, it looks man. so fucking good. I, it's, it's, oof. You know what also looks good? What's that? Is the school oh, we're about to no. enter Jesus. with a camera and a bunch of little oh, robots, God, that baby? Stinks. Oh. Dun, 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 it dun, stinks. Dun. It, it stinks. stinks. <laughs> so, a uh, little bit of a backstory on why we're doing this game, Midnight Rescue. Uh, oh, the yeah. past couple of episodes, we've made reference to a style of game from the early 90s right. that was essentially a learning game, it was an mm-hmm. educational game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was one we talked about and we couldn't think of the name. It was a game where we walked around, we thought it was a museum and there was classical music and you take pictures of robots and this and that. And we put it out there uh, on Twitter at retrograde pod and at retrograde, uh, at retrograde Andy. at retrograde Andy. Yep. Uh, so First of all, that's follow, me. follow us. That's Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um, I usually run the at retrograde account because I'm not original and I don't want anyone to know my real name. It's Mikey. Please love but me. That's why you keep changing your name every episode. Yeah, So exactly. people get off the scent. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to know. I, I don't want them to know who I am. Yeah. Um, I can't wait until someone recognizes us on the street if that ever happens. <laughs> you, did you know actually, because I used to be big into, into Vine. Oh yeah. You're and big I was recognized by a stranger once on the street from wow. Vine. Wow. Which is not to say, I didn't have, I had 3,000, just over 3,000 followers. Like uh-huh. not a ton. But the, when I got recognized, I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time and I was just like, Baby, you're, you're dating a fucking star. Hot shit. My shit's my ship's about to sail, oh, man. Oh boy. <laughs> you're yeah. lucky you're with me. Yeah. Well, and she turns out she wasn't. <laughs> She's like, well, okay. And she walked away and you're like, never saw her again. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's actually kind of how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this game, uh, we, we put a call out on Twitter for people to help us out. Um, Richard, which is at uh, Great Root Bear, which is a fucking awesome name that's on great. Twitter, and John at Lonely Badger uh, quickly drew our attention to the fact that the game that we were describing was Midnight Rescue with an exclamation mark at the end of it. Oh, Midnight Rescue! Midnight Rescue! <laughs> Andrew, yeah. give me your best Midnight Rescue. Do you want me to do what you just said or like my version? You your version. Midnight Rescue! Okay, so this is like Resident Evil now? <laughs> two. Oh, yeah, two. What if I said Midnight Rescue exclamation mark? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think they would say you should play more of our games and learn how to read better. That's that's what would happen. Well, that's like the learning. So, so you say it was the learning company. The learning company is uh, is the is the company that put this game out. But you know what, TLC. Uh, not the band. Yeah. The, the or the channel. The TV channel oh, the is the I, learning yeah. channel. Yes. But now it's just pretty much like my 600 pound life. Yeah, or... I learned what it would be like to be 600 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did learn a lot. Mm. You're right. When you think about it, every TV channel is a learning channel. <laughs> yeah, you learn what not to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, or you what learn... not to wear on TLC. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All comes around. Um, so uh, the the learning company was was essentially just like purely focused on these sorts of educational right. games. I had mentioned Gizmos and Gadgets as well. Mm. That and and that was another game where the villain was uh, Morty Maxwell. He was basically the villain in a lot of their games. There was another game that I totally forgot about called Treasure Mountain, also made by the learning the learning company, um, and also had Morty Maxwell as a villain. And the protagonist was always this guy in a blue trench coat and a red hat and you yeah. couldn't see his face and all I think of when I see him is he very well could be the villain in any other video yeah. game guy walking around a school after hours in a trench coat yeah I'm pretty sure that's the kind of guy with a camera by the way with a camera walking into whatever room this yeah. person wants to go in wow it's amazing that the star of the game is a local pedophile <laughs> exactly. like that's incredible exactly well he had to go to the school because he's not allowed to be with 100 feet of the thing when the children are there. <laughs> yeah, so, after, yeah after hours yeah. and and he can only go to the school. Do you think he made the school and put robots in it just to give him like a look and feel of like these I, are? I just like when he's arrested, he, you know, which is inevitable. And he's like being carried from the school. He's like, there's robots in there. There's robots. I got to take their pictures. I got to take the pictures of the robots. Morty Maxwell is in the robots. Ah, midnight rescue. <laughs> and you're like, okay, robots won't get you anymore, sir. Here you go. Oh, little did they know. I mean, that would have been, look, local pedophile saves the day. How do you feel about that? That headline. It's conflicted. It's, it's I'm very, very conflicted. conflicted. Yeah. I, um, uh, hmm. Yeah. Has he made back for his crimes? No. 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 That's like the 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 philosophical theory of uh, of if you're on a train and it's mm. heading to like on the track and it's heading towards one person, would yeah. you pull the lever? Or sorry, four people. Yeah. Would you pull the lever to shift the train out of that path and kill only one person? Yep. What would you do? What, or what would your Let's let's talk about it. Okay. Honestly, oh, honestly, let's sure, get into it. Sure, let's get sure. into it. So so just to reiterate that there, there's a philosophical question it, that that is brought up really well in the good place. In the good place, yes, yes you told so me. So have about you seen that. this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's essentially asking what is more moral uh, to let the train go straight through and run over, which is the direction it was going. The direction it was going. So you essentially do nothing, and the train does what it was going to do and kills four people in the track. Or you intervene, yeah. move the train off course, and it kills one person who otherwise would not have been killed. Which is seemingly more innocent because that's not the path that the train was in. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, you know, I think what you do is you jump from the train <laughs> and don't have any complicit. Uh, you're not complicit in it at all. Oh, jumping out of the train is being complicit in it running over the four no. people. No, so I'm the I'm the pilot of this train now. Well, that's the thing, the conductor. Is, well, I think that's the theory, right? Is mm. you're you're there, you see the train, you have the ability to act or not act. Mm. And and this is this is why I have I have trouble with this theory. Is both are choices. Yeah. You choose not yeah. to, or you choose to do. Yeah. If you choose not to, four people die. If you choose to, one person dies. But I would pull the lever. The backs. To kill the one person. To kill the one person. I think that has to be the right answer, but I think there has to be a bigger backstory to this. That, like, why were you... Why, like, you're a shitty conductor. 
Yeah. Like you, oh. you failed well before this question has come up. Morally speaking, I think the person who gave me my train license is the one who's most <laughs> yeah, at fault exactly. in this situation. Well, I, I can't wait study. to counter Sue. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. For like the trauma of yeah. killing a person. Exactly. Yeah. You're the idiot that put me in charge of a train. <laughs> I don't even remember going to train school. <laughs> I, I got, oh man, I have a story. I Every time I think of trains. How the hell is I that know. a segue? I have, I have, I have trains. <laughs> I had trains uh, as a kid. I loved train sets. Um, I didn't own any. I played them at my grandma's house. She had like a train set that I would set up in her, really? in her basement. Oh. It was great. It was so like a model fun. train. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Uh, it was. It was Cindy Crawford was on it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Maxim and FHM. A lot of Maxim and FHM. Um, and uh, one Christmas, I asked for something, and instead of Santa, quote unquote, Santa getting me that thing, my dad got me a train set. And I was so upset that I right. didn't get the thing that I wanted that I pouted all day. Oh, wow. I told them I didn't want it. And it was this one moment where my dad tried to be like, I know he loves these things. He thinks he wants this. Let's get him this. And he really like put himself out there. Yeah. And I fucking smacked him in the face with my being an asshole of a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking want this anymore. I know. And I think about that. So I, I cringe when I think about it. And I brought it up with my dad not too long ago. And he was like, I don't remember that at all. And I was like, probably for the best. Yeah. You buried that good. Yeah. 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 You, I, I think I wish I was more like Bobby Bacala in the Sopranos and had my model <laughs> yeah, trains yeah, 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 yeah. running throughout there. I love how they judge him for his model trains. Like, well, he likes model trains. Like that's a euphemism for something. Yeah. You're like, oh, model train guy. <laughs> You're like, what? I don't know. He seemed like such a nice guy in that show. Yeah. And in real life. Yeah. He's his Instagram he's a good cook, isn't he? His Instagram is incredible yeah you it's always like wholesome content of him holding an adorable dog or like barbecuing with a chef's hat on or like that and you're like look at this guy just yeah. living life he was he big pussy in that? No, no he was bobby bacala oh right that's his real that, bobby bacalieri i think his name was oh right michelle uh he looked after junior soprano yeah god i love that show that's a great show that's a great show i should go back and rewatch that Ugh, that was we, the last did, time i watched it was in university we did it like 10 months ago and it was so worth it yeah like oh, we couldn't stop watching it but um yeah Wait, how did we start talking about model trains Oh, is because we were talking about the oh, the, uh, the, the philosophical theory, which we were talking about something else before. But let's get back to midnight. If they rescue. were robots, oh. I would I would try and turn the train sideways and eliminate all the robots. Do, <laughs> do you think there's ever going to be a time where, like in Overwatch, how there's like the rising of the AI that, like morally speaking, we have to question whether it's okay to like have? A uh, I think we're getting closer that. than we want. Every yeah. time. Uh, what the hell is that called? Boston Dynamics or something like that? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, whatever so. is that. Every time I see a video of a fucking robot doing gymnastics, I'm always mm -hmm. like, oh, we're getting one day closer to them killing all of us. It's a singularity, baby. Yeah, it's just, it's just going to happen. We it's 100% going to happen. But that's going to be our legacy as humans. But how in the world can we allow that? To, like, we're, we're creating the thing that will we, destroy we should, us. We should allow it to happen. We like, should? I, I, like, if you, if you watch, you've seen, um, uh, what's the one with, uh, with Oscar Isaac? Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. His theory is that it's it's our duty to become gods and create this other life form, which uh, is an artificial intelligence, which can far exceed our abilities. Yeah, and it essentially lives on and like, what difference does it make if the thing that we create is organic or not? If it thinks and breathes and lives, yeah. I understand the the romanticism around human life, but human life is so finite. And I think in artificial yeah. intelligence, things like time, like we think about what it would take to get to Alpha Centauri, and it's like, well, we're never going to be able to do that with with our current technologies. Yeah. No, I get Robot's that. Good. But I, I agree. But like, I don't know why we have to welcome the idea of human demise. <laughs> like, because it's going to happen anyway. Well, 
But yeah, due, due to Hopefully us, soon. I was, I was gonna say, like, there's a difference between going like, we are all gonna die, but it's like, you know what we should do? Speed it up so we can, I wanna look the thing in the face that kills me. <laughs> You know, like, like, oh, the world's going to, the sun's going to explode. Well, if that happens, that happens. Yeah. Great. I want to create the machine that's going to shoot the gun in my, between my eyes. Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's kind of, it's under your control. I, I just, I, that's all I'm saying. It's honestly less morbid than, than it sounds. I think. <laughs> I think we're speeding up the clock a little bit, but yeah. I get, <laughs> okay, sure. What's the purpose of the clock? I don't I don't like the clock. <sighs> okay. Well, I guess nothing matters then. But let's play. Oh, this, easy there, Metallica. Let's, let's play this stupid fucking video game. <laughs> All right, so, so taking pictures of robots. Taking pictures of robots who will shame. eventually kill us. Um, so uh, they're so vain. So some other games. I don't know if you uh, if you recognize any of these. I remember uh, a few of them: Reader Rabbit and Writer Rabbit. Those are other games by the okay. company. Uh, Gizmos and Gadgets. Yeah, those that yeah. that game was fucking phenomenal to me. Treasure Mountain, Carmen San Diego. Carmen, Carmen San Diego game. That a I game played. we definitely will do on this podcast. And I think we do Gizmos. Gizmos and Gadgets yeah, yeah, as well. I agree with you. Uh, Oregon Trail. Oh, wow. I'm not sure what their involvement was with it. I don't think they like published and and uh, and and developed huh. it. But they, were they the company that came up with Dysentery? They actually, they're the company that introduced it to the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just like us creating AI that's going to kill Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Prince of Persia 3D, they had some hand in there huh. as well. Like, like the learning company ended up getting bought and sold from a few different companies, but this is this is the the line that they kind of had. Like a lot of really successful games wow. uh, came out as a result of it. As we mentioned earlier, it was meant kind of as an educational game to strengthen the reading and critical thinking skills of the people playing it. You'd basically go uh, through the school you'd get these clues and you'd have to read them and answer the proper question based on what you've seen around the school and everything. Right. And uh, I didn't really, I, when I was playing it, I don't know what you think, but like I wasn't picking up on the fact that the goal of the game was to teach me something. No, when I was shocked, I was shocked today yeah. as a 34-year-old man yeah. that it was an educational game. Yeah, but now I'm thinking like, good for them. Andrew. Yeah. Is this why I'm so fucking smart? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this why I'm so smart? Amazing. Like when we start playing the game and the questions are incredibly sophisticated. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh, how did I get that? Well, no, but think about it. Like we talked about it already. It's got a basis in in like classical music. Yes. Uh, the clues and everything. I don't remember this, but in, in doing the research for the game, they say that they're steeped in like liter literary references. Mm. And there's actually some some decent scientific merit, like things that you may not have consciously understood as a kid, yeah. but it's kind of laying the groundwork for, for having references to these things. For sure. Well, themes of the game, classical music, yep. robo mechanics, photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I learned so much about that. Yeah. I'm a huge Art Maplethorpe fan now because of <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I think ro I think robots should take over the world. Yeah, because exactly. Of this. So, Look, this is who we are. <laughs> like, you know. It's all thanks to Midnight Rescue. <laughs> Thank you, Midnight Rescue. Um, so basically what happens is you're walking through the school. You'll get uh, attacked by robots as happens when you're walking through a school late at night. And if you take a picture of the robot in time, you basically get a clue as to what that robot is. Mm. And if you get four pictures of the robots, there's four different clues. You get as many pictures as, of as many different robots as possible and have to deduce which robot is housing Marty Maxwell. The, oh. Or Morty Maxwell. The, so he's uh, inside. He's inside one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I 
don't remember this as the story. This is, again, just me looking back into what this game was, which is interesting because this is a game that I played a ton of. I fucking loved it. This game felt magical to me. Right. And scary. And, and like, honestly, it gave me the same feeling as, like, The Last of Us 2 gave me. Like, it was, it was I almost didn't want to play it because it was stressful. Um, but it, it was, like, story-driven. And, uh-huh. and uh, there's a lot of reading. <laughs> And people fucking loved notes, apparently. Yeah, they love <laughs> notes. They love notes. Yeah, you're like, oh, God. I, uh, it's well, amazing. One thing I want to say. I know. It's amazing <laughs> for a game with such sophisticated writing, how shitty the writing of the notes are. I know. It's like, it, like, I first of all, I never leave notes in a physical form. No one does. And I don't have enough safes in my life. Yeah. And yet yeah. I'll go like, you're like, uh, you know, sweetie, I don't think I'm going to make it. All my personal belongings, including ammo and health, are in that safe. And don't forget, the safe's combo is my mother's birthday. And then if you look up at the calendar, there's a circle <laughs> around one of the dates and it says mom's, mom's birthday. birday. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, July 17th. It's, yeah. I, 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 Which is my mother's birthday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Happy belated. Yeah, there you go. Um, we won't get into it, but... Uh, it makes me laugh every time. We though. talked about... <laughs> Uh, gaminess as it relates to The Last of Us and yeah. I have so many thoughts on it after having played through the, the whole thing and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no, it's a fucking video in certain game, elements so, yeah. yeah and yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff where it's like finding things in a safe is inherently the gamiest thing you can yes. do yeah. so it's, it, I almost don't mind that it's like like you, I'm gonna give you a chance to find you it. know what's funny though is is that's so common in video like Deus Ex as well it's like okay. it's like I need a password to this computer and it's like written on the back of a monitor on a post-it note and I remember always thinking like no one fucking writes the password to their own computer yeah. there heads up I manage an office now and every <laughs> fucking person in the office has their goddamn passwords written on a post-it note attached to their fucking computer screen. I have to tell them not to do it. Memorize it. It's one goddamn word. And they're like, but there's numbers and symbols. Of course there's numbers and symbols. It's a password. Memorize it. Like, what is the point of it if you just haven't written down it? Like, everyone does it. Turns out video games were right this whole time. I know. Well, and it, like the number of times, like, if I ever have to run into, like, I'm not... Hey, Mikey, I'm not a hacker or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> Turns out you don't need to be. I don't need to be because I'll enter password, password one. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Zero, one, two, three, four, yeah. five. It's, yeah. uh, it's amazing uh, how often... So it's I funny... I am a hacker now that I say it. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. notes are absurdly uh, gamey, but yeah, also like kind, of kind of realistic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, For more of that sizzling hot takes about Last of Us 2, yeah. tune in on Friday. Tune in on Friday, babies. I cannot wait. I fucking can't wait to record that episode. I know. It's going to be fun. Um, so... Uh, yeah, as we said, that's kind of the the, the structure of this game. Uh, so wait a second, I, I Mordecai Maxwell about. is literally like Mordecai. Maxwell. What's his name? Was it Morty? Marty Morty Maxwell. Morty. Okay. Oh, so yeah, Mordecai. I'm so sorry. No, you're right. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank I mean, you. I appreciate the long that. Form, but, Mordecai yeah. obviously it's based on the Johnny Depp movie, but yeah, uh, yeah, he does have a mustache. Yeah, is he so? He's inside one of the robots. Is he like the Warwick Davis of robots? Like. He- well, I mean, that's one of the clues. Is uh, <laughs> who is the Warwick is David of this robot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, not C three PO. Who is he? R two D two. No, 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 he that's, wasn't. No, that's uh, Daniels. Uh, no, Warwick Daniels. Davis wasn't, he was an Ewok. He wasn't a robot. Oh, I thought he was inside of C-3PO. No, no, that oh, was okay. someone else. Yeah. Well, C-3PO is a full-sized robot. C-3, oh, I meant R2-D2, sorry. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> sorry, so I'm wrong. Twice. Uh, <laughs> twice. The full-size <laughs> robot is whatever his name Daniels. Warwick Davis is in R2-D2. No, Warwick Davis is an Ewok. Oh, I thought he was an R2-D2. No. Okay, I'm sorry, Warwick. R2D's two nuts in your mouth. Hey! 
It's getting worse. It's getting Welcome to the D's nuts cast. It's getting stretchier, stretchier than my nuts. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, so Andrew, what? Uh, let, let's go over it. I want to know about your experience with this game. Oh Obviously, it's, it left an impression on you. Oh, for indelible sure. or not, uh, and myself as well. Did you play this game with your uh, with your friend uh, at your your neighbor's house? Or no, what? no, didn't have to do that. Uh, okay. Can I? Oh, I can't wait to tell this story because this is the weirdest thing I've I've thought about in a while. We used to have a computer class. Oh yeah, in, like, like in the computer lab. So not in school. Oh, it was like an after. It was an extracurricular curricular thing, and this is where was it run by a guy in a blue trench coat? <laughs> this is where I think, knowing what we know now about crimes and criminals. Uh, my parents would have never let me do this. Sure. But me and my sister and I are close in age. And I, after school once a week, we would go to a guy's house. Like some guy, <laughs> like he's not a teacher, I don't think. He wasn't some kind of professional where he's like, look at my accreditation. And but, Well, he could teach you a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder. But yet we would go to like some carpeted wooded basement that had like 12 computers in a bank and a, and a bunch of kids were there. And was we, the combination to the bank written somewhere on the wall? Yeah, hundred percent. He's like, he's like, guess what? My measurements of my dick are around <laughs> <laughs> uh, size, width, and no, it's like the weirdest thing now. They think of it, I'm like, are we sure this guy was a good guy? Trust me, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like wall panel wood yeah. and computers. And it was just kids would show up for like two hours and play computers because computers were still a relatively new thing. And even though we want to add one at home, my parents didn't know what they were doing with yeah. it. So we would go and we'd play. And so playing stuff like Midnight Rescue was a huge part of that. And like Putt-Putt, do you remember purple, the Purple oh, yeah. Car? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Carmen San Diego. Oh, my God, Putt-Putt. I totally forgot about yeah. that game. And so it's like, and that's an educational game, too. It's like, we need to get the oil. Like, yeah, The yeah, oil's yeah, over yeah. here, you know, whatever. And, uh, and this was a huge part of it. But now they look back on that, I think I escaped a child sex ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a weird thing to do. Hello, bring all your kids to my basement. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I have very bad computers. Don't go to the web browsing history, though. <laughs> exactly. Oh I wouldn't even God. know what the internet was back then. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I, that well, was Well, still my... being invented by Al Gore. <laughs> exactly. Al Gore is like, one day, <laughs> so I can catch the Sasquatch. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was, that's, that was my experience with learning this game and then playing it a ton. And that music is yes. still not synonymous with famous composers. It's it's this synonymous game. with this game. Yeah, and and like I hate to say it, like as much as I feel uh, tricked by this game about learning things, which fuck you. Yeah, thank you for doing that. I probably learned a lot from this game. It's honestly, I don't know what the nutritional equivalent would be, but it would be like putting peanut butter on a thing of broccoli and yeah. so that you can eat it. it, it cheese was <laughs> cheese. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so it would. It's it's almost though like like how in order to get exercise, you or I will play tennis. Cause it's like, I enjoy playing tennis and you I don't want to go for a ride. I want to play basketball. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, it just, it's a way of hiding learning or some sort of experience of culture, which is really, really cool. I, I thought this game was fucking phenomenal uh, at the time, but this is the one case where my experience playing this game was at a neighbor's house. <gasps> and it was my next door neighbor. I don't believe that neighbor whose, exists. <laughs> whose basement had wood panels and carpeting. There we go. So I, I would play it there. Uh, his, his name was Jason. Uh, he's a great, great guy. Um, I, once, I, once, <laughs> I once left my house uh, just randomly, didn't tell anyone. Uh-huh. I was in my Superman underwear. I walked into their house. Front door was unlocked. And I Were sat- you just in your Superman underwear? Yeah. 
Yeah. Really? I was very young. Okay. Uh, I was probably like preschool or something like that. <laughs> it's probably 15. Walked straight into that kid's basement. <laughs> yeah. And that guy was there. No. Uh, and I walked, <laughs> I walked into the kitchen, sat at the table, and ate a bowl of Alpha Gettys that his mom <laughs> had prepared him and left for him to have. They didn't even know I was in there. His mom just comes downstairs and I'm eating her kids. Oh my Alpha God. Um, but I used to go over there all the time and that was my only time to play this game. So it felt like I was... It was like this experience that I just couldn't get at home. It was similar to like yeah. going to the arcade yeah. where it was like, this is a limited time I have to play it. I want to consume this. I don't care what my what the neighbor's doing. Right. I'm staying down here to play this game. Do you think this game did well when we were young because of the lack of options? Like there were no, computer games were so at their, at their early inception yeah. that it's hard to kind of turn around and go like, we, it wasn't competing against a lot. Maybe that's why we loved it. Also of our age, uh, consoles had... You know, good good offerings, obviously, but not like not the thousands of games we can play today. Do you think that's a little bit a part of it? Why we were tricked into it? I think it's so much. Like it, this game came out in 1989. I definitely played it after 1989. But that I was thinking about that when I was looking up the game as well. Where right. it's like these the release dates of games back in that day barely meant anything because right. there were so few games to play at that time, or or many fewer games to play at that time. That it was like you could play something that came out four years earlier. I don't think the jump in technology on yeah. computers was that much. Especially or we would have recognized that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like playing these games. I probably played it. Like I was born in 1989. I wasn't playing this game in 1989. Mm -hmm. um, ladies. There you go. <laughs> no, I have to stop saying like I'm, 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 I'm an old man now. Like I. Yeah. The ladies are interested in me now. Yeah. Uh, well. Boys. Boys. <laughs> Uh, anybody, anybody else? Sharp right turn, just like my Diak <laughs> boys. Um, the uh, so so uh, I, I think it was okay to play these games like four years after they came out, five yeah. years after they came out, because they were just they still existed. There wasn't this weird stigma about like I need to play the newest and best. Yeah. Maybe because we were kids, but it's a question that I have kind of for the community: Is that the case? for anyone now where like you're okay going back four or five years or is the leaps and bounds in technology that we experience now in video games very limiting in terms of what we can go back and play? That's a, that's a great question. It's and like, that's something- Which I, is the question we ask on this podcast, I guess. I guess the whole fundamental idea yeah. of this podcast is yeah. literally what you just said. But I think that's where I have trouble because something that was four years ago feels worse than something that was 20 years ago. Sure. To me. Sure. And- where we have an issue with like Game Pass or uh, the PlayStation version. Uh, uh, PlayStation Now. Now. Yep. now, PlayStation Now. It's like some of the games are like, do you want to play Wrestling 2K18? Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't. And so I have trouble, unless there was like a huge title I missed, I have trouble going back and playing just the slightly worse version. Even, this is this is going to sound really bad, but even going back to play The Witcher 3, oh. technology and gameplay has gotten so much better since then in a lot of games that I've played that I notice some of the tropes are just like, oh man, two, three years ago, it's been a lot, like, like adventure open world games have experienced a lot of change. The story in The Witcher is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, the gameplay right. is not what I remember. It's not, I should have played it right when it came out because that made a huge difference. Right. But, yeah. Um, Andrew, I, I think maybe it's time we get into huh. our reviews of the game. Let's are you, are you okay it. with that? Okay, so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up as though we're reviewing it back when it first came out. Then we get, take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking. <laughs> I can never get that you line right. You can never do that. Also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew. Yep. 
could you please take a picture of this current scenario, show it to me, and break it down for me? You know, okay, so this is this is so odd because usually I say my catchphrase, this is this tough. This is tough. About the post score, but I actually think it's actually much tougher in the pre-score. Sure. Because this is an educational game that we played when we were children, didn't know any better. Yep. Couldn't think of the title yeah. for so long, and but yet has burrowed its memory deep into our memory banks. Almost to the subconscious. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I have, like, visceral, like, images in my head of what this game looks yeah. like, yet I can't go f- past that. Yeah. Because of all my suppressed child trauma. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> in the basement of that, basement of that weird guy that I went to his house. Um, this game has to do pretty well because it left a huge mark on me. Sure. Uh, you know, it's not the gameplay. It is a little bit of the music. I shouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. But not really the animation style. It's not like something like, oh, yeah, that that gimmick really worked. And it, sure. it turned on me. And I, I remember that forever. Uh, the music definitely did. But um, none of the other parts of the game actually were like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to forget that. But at the same time, it was like literally my favorite game. Yeah. For a period, and it taught me something. So it did kind of the two things where it's like, you know how like I love like roasted Brussels sprouts now, where it's like, oh, this is delicious and it's good for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, whereas as a kid, I would have never accepted that. But um, so I think I have to give this a pretty good score. I'm not going to give it a perfect score because it's not a perfect game, uh, as far as I can remember. But I'm going to give this a three and a half out of four. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel you. kind of almost embarrassed. The, the reason why I can't give it a four is because there are games from that era that I do, like I remember the name Gizmos and Gadgets. I right. remember some of the other games that I played. There was something about this one. That, what I will say about it is atmospherically, mm. this was one of the most interesting experiences I had at a young age playing a video game because there weren't many like dark gritty video games right. that I could play like that you know zombies ain't my neighbors and and and, oh, yeah. and some other and, and monsters in my pocket and things like yep. I remember those games yeah, yeah. Um, constant issue yeah <laughs> always just yeah. con- where's my wallet yeah. that's a fucking monster get yeah, I'm gonna reach there. for my keys ow a monster bit me it's in my pocket stop reaching for Mikey <laughs> Ooh. E, baby. E. Um, uh, but but everything about this game Left a, left a, a mark on me, an indelible one, you might oh, say. Oh, hey, there you go. Um, Welcome to my world. And it's something that I, I think about all the time. And every time I'm reminded of this game, I think, holy shit, I, I'm... You talk about sense memory. Yeah. Maybe it was the music. Maybe it was the feeling of playing it in a dark basement. Um... In, in, in my neighbor's house. But it just gave me this feeling of like... <laughs> With lots of monsters in your pocket. Lots of monsters in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Of like... Honestly like playing the best portions of the last of us where you're just, you're wow. taken away from the scene and yeah. you're, 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 or, or, or from your life and you're just in the game. Um, but because it just clearly didn't leave enough of a mark for me to remember the name and more about the game. I, I can't give it the four, but I remember this game meaning more to me than a lot of other games. It's a three and a half out of four. Oh, wow. As well. Jesus. Yeah. So that's a seven, and a, seven out of eight, uh, for, Midnight Rescue, Midnight the education, Rescue. educational game on the PC. Yeah. I I really don't know what to expect. I, I can't imagine it lives up to our childhood expectations. Oh, no. But only one way to find out. Only one way to find out, and that's to ask our viewers to play it. And that's <laughs> uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. Uh, no, we're going to go take a break and play it. Let's go play it. Okay, we'll see you on the other side. Ooh, bye-bye. Yeah, we can play like right in a browser, which is pretty sweet. Wow. Yeah, so uh, classicreload.com, because this is uh, abandonware, abandonware, which is basically the rights to the game have gone away, so you can play it in your browser. Oh, that's cool. On a site that looks like it's full of, uh, ooh, there you go. Oh, there we go. Looks like it's full of viruses, but here we go. 
So we got Mr. Blue Coat. Actually, it's not a trench coat, but it does look no. like he's only in his boxers. Yeah, he, he's in shorts and like Converse. Yeah. He's in like a bomber jacket with a that, that style right now is in. Yeah, he's <laughs> pretty cool. It's back in. I just don't get it. You're wearing shorts by a jacket. Like, what's that all about? There you go. The master of mischief, Morty Maxwell, wants to make Shady Glen School disappear by midnight. Oh. Ambitious. Wow. His plan is to use midnight. disappearing paint. Share okay. that technology with the world. Yeah. I, I I know of a person I'd like to paint that on. Oh, me? What? <laughs> uh, he has turned five paintbrushes into robots, and they are now his helpers. Typical story. The story is old. I, I think I, it's cliche at this point. <laughs> to avoid being caught, the Master of Mischief is hiding in one of the robots, as he always does. Yeah. You can save the school if you figure out which robot is really the Master of Mischief before midnight. I remember this one so much. The baby blue one with the, the broom on the bottom. Oh, see, I remember the yellow one with the broom on the bottom. I mean, they're all paintbrushes. So. Yeah. He's got such a casual stride. He honestly a really cool stride. Ha ha the... Hands are swinging, heads bobbing. So tab... Oh, so you press space to take picture. Oh, you only you have a certain amount of film because you don't have a, a, an iPhone. Oh, there's no digital. No. You got film. Film. So I, I don't know the oh. control. Oh, shit. So I just took a picture of a robot. It came after me. The picture yeah. you've just taken will show you hidden facts about the robot. The robot has been placed in your notes. Enter to continue. Tab to move the under the notes button. Okay. So... <laughs> Buffo. 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 Your notes include a checklist followed by a clue card for each robot. Use enter to cycle through the cards. Compare the robot facts to the reading clues. Use the decide button when you know whether a robot is or is not the master of mischief. Okay. Like to find our way during the Friday night game, said Sarah. Her blood or blonde ponytail. Wow, we're not good at reading. Oh my god, this game Swung, failed us. <laughs> Swung from side to side as she spoke. I usually have one terrific idea. Idea per week, Sarah added, and I think this is the one for the week. It came to me while I was brushing my hair this morning. Some of the girls get pretty scared while we're waiting for the dark part of the football field. If these flashlights don't make them feel safer, then I'll cut off my beautiful ponytail, Sarah said as she blew a huge pink bubble. A bubble gum, I assume. Or a hemorrhoid. <laughs> Ew. Okay, Sarah wanted all those lights so her girls would not be scared. So now we're answering a question about the clue. What did she have that morning while brushing her beautiful hair? An idea, right? Yeah, she had an idea. Which is, like, as a concept for a question, what did she have? You're thinking something physical. Yeah. This is like... She did have breakfast. So this is like critical thinking indeed. Isn't it, it is, absolutely. It's helping us with our SATs. Good job. You've collected a clue to help you in the game. So it's funny because she had an idea, and yet the first picture we took of the robot said, I have an idea. Yeah. Well, do we just decide it to her? <laughs> I mean, I have an idea. You are lost. So I assume idea is a clue, duck is a clue, sunglasses are a clue, and bug is a clue. Gotta so. be. And I don't know what the clues are, like if the robot has. Like why, why is reading that? Yeah. Here, you play. Okay. Oh shit! Damn picture! What are you doing? Get to one more! I. Oh, I didn't. I didn't flap. It's just such a such a cocky stride. Here. Yeah, I like it. Okay, here's a clue in the principal's office. Principal looks like a douche. Oh, an asshole. August tenth, nineteen sixty. Today, Morty presented me with his newest invention. Wow, we uh, are. We yeah, need I, to play this I, game. I, more. I am not doing well. The yeah. thing I didn't make would scratch an itchy back. Your clue this time around is the thing that it could crack. Well, eggs. Yeah, cr cracked eggs. That's correct. You've. I mean, a lot of things could crack an egg, though. 
anything could crack an egg if you really, you know, wanted to. So that's it, eh? Okay. Sunshy boy stops beach trip. <laughs> what? Shady Glen School Press, May 17th, 1959. Last week, Mrs. Simpson's class... March? <laughs> Mrs. Simpson's class voted to go to Shady Glen Beach. Only one person objected. That was Morty Maxwell. Oh. oh. He didn't want to go to the beach. He wanted to... We wanted the class to go to the amusement park at night. Night. Okay. Curious. Interesting. There's too much light at the beach, complained Morty. It's not good <laughs> for my magic, and going on the rides would be more fun than just sitting in the sand anyway. When everyone in the classroom laughed at him, he put on his sunglasses and became very quiet. During the afternoon recess, the picture of the beach disappeared from the wall behind Mrs. Simpson's desk. In its place, someone had hung a poster of a big moon and stars and a roller coaster. The bottom of the poster said, magic and have fun. And have fun. Magic and fun happen out of the sun. You okay, Andrew? Magic and fun happen out of the sun. So, is this story about Morty having been bullied? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do magic in the sun. That's why I like the night. Your clue is what I like to wear because I hate the light. Sunglasses. Yeah. So, the robot oh. we took a picture of has sunglasses and... And an idea. So, what does it have to do with an egg? Well, yeah, but we just got to take more pictures of more robots, it turns out. Does this robot picture match all four clues? Select, decide, so press enter. Does it match all four clues? Oh, there's an egg. There's an egg. A poster. Sunglasses, poster, and an idea. That's him. Wait it's a second. Bu it's Buffo. But that poster isn't the same poster that Morty. But it's a poster. <laughs> Is Buffo the one? Okay, let's try. Are you sure you want to accuse wow. Buffo of being <laughs> the master of mischief? <laughs> Otherwise, he'll be so offended and will not invite you to his birthday party. All right. I accuse you of being the master of mischief. Hey, we oh, got him! We got him! Fuck you, Morty! So yeah, it gives you a lifetime score. So you basically keep winning. The wow. game gets harder and harder and harder until you get... So we got 8,000 points there. Champion is 500,000 points. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Should we get champion today? Yeah, I, honestly, it wouldn't take that hard. It wouldn't take that to take that long. You need to play this game more often. <laughs> Man, I really have failed. And welcome back to the Retrograde. Hey guys, we just got back from school. Yeah, we went to school. We went to school and turns out we were not wearing a trench coat. Mm, no. We were wearing a kind of a sick bomber jacket. Yeah, and so we were wrong about his outfit. It's it, We were wrong and he was right, let me tell you, because that <laughs> style is coming back. And if he was wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> Here's my question. Uh -huh. What would the temperature have been oh, in, I, I, there? Because he had a, a full bulky bomber jacket, yeah. shorts... But it like, but collar up. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I don't want to get my ears and my face cold. Right. But my 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 calves. You know, like that guy in the winter that keeps that refuses to change out of shorts. Yeah. That guy's a psychopath, right? That, yeah. He goes to my dog park near me, and oh. he has. But he has a tattoo of claptrap on his leg, and I always mention it to him. Uh, I hate to say it, not surprising. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of our fans, I don't want to talk to them in person. Yeah, they yeah. scare the hell out of me. There's uh, uh, Bill Burr has a joke where he's like, there's always that, that guy walking around. He's like, he thinks that's the thing that's going to get him laid. He's like, I don't know. My legs just don't get cold. They're always hot. I don't, just don't, I don't need to wear pants. Yeah, it's like this idea that you're like, I'm so tough. Like, well, no, it's just that we don't really feel a lot in our legs. Mm -hmm. That's not where we keep our heat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a little couple inches north, though. That's where you keep most of my heat. Ooh, that's where I'm packing some serious heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that registered as a deadly weapon? No, Lauren Michaels, it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Lauren Michaels doing Dr. Evil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I heard recently that Dr. Evil 
started off as a Lorne Michaels impression. Like, are you was, joking? No, 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 no. Of course, that's yeah. Everyone's that's oh, like that, that's like a very that. famous thing oh, I didn't that, know that. that Doctor Evil is just Michael Mike Myers doing his Lorne Michaels uh, impression. That makes sense. You got to rewatch these movies now. Your eyes are going to be open the whole time. Like what? Ooh, part of me thinks get real high and watch Austin Powers. I would actually love that. Do you want to know something really strange? Okay. I before we talk about the the video game that we just played, but we played it for a lot shorter than we thought. So I was going to say as much to say. Yeah, about start it. the clock. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, so I, I, you know, I, I've never been like a pothead, but I used to smoke sure. more weed than, than there was a phase in my life for like a couple months where I smoked like five times a week, like okay. five nights out, out of, out of every seven. Um, and I, I've kind of cut back and cut back, not cause it was detrimental. I just didn't want to do it every day. And, and lately I really haven't been smoking much at all. Huh. And I am prone to get really bad migraines. And for the past few months, I haven't really been getting them. The past while, I've been pretty good about not getting them. When I cut back and stopped smoking weed, I smoke like maybe, maybe once a week. Um, I started to get migraines again. Interesting. It's, and it's almost, and I'm not saying that weed is the reason why I stopped getting migraines, but I think it probably w might have something to do with the CBD or mm. something along those lines. Oh, wow. It was just a little, uh, Dr. Mikey says. Oh, smoke I was going to say. Yeah, it's weird. When I was taking Extends, the boner pills that you buy at the gas station, all of a sudden my lesions on my skin went away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all the, the 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 foul blood had been rushing yeah. to your dick. Are like they related? I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you. All I'm telling you is the facts. Welcome not to Joe Rogan Experiment. Not a <laughs> Experiment. What is it called? Experience. Yeah, okay, who cares? It's um, a great one. I, listen, <laughs> you gotta lay off Joe. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, his fans are gonna kill us. Probably. Yeah, I Honestly, was gonna say. They are, they are die hard. But look, one day, may we be so lucky and sign a $300 million deal with Spotify. <laughs> oh, I, well, I don't know. Three, 301. I got to be, beat Joe yeah, Rogan. Yeah, we got to beat like Joe. A, I'm we very gotta personal. Got to beat Joe. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's why we started this podcast is to yeah. take over Rogan Nation. Well, that's why I said to Zack Snyder. He's like 300. I'm like, 301? <laughs> and he's like, no. I'm no, like, I think you'd say 299. You want to do it with less people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to save on that budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Leave leave Leonidas out of it. I think yeah. I could do it with the I don't 299 think we need other Michael, Michael Fassbender in this. Was uh, Michael Fassbender in it? Oh, yeah. You, it, that cast is weirdly loaded. Really? I know. Huh. Huh? It's you know, it was also like, loaded. Their abs. Ugh. Can I? Can, hey, I don't know if anyone's pointed this out. They were in incredible shape in that movie. They were. They looked like they probably did some calisthenics once a week. Yeah, yeah. Like they know. They know what a gym looks like. They know what it looks like. <laughs> they were like, taking a, 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 a hammer to that tire. Ooh. Or, or pulling that rope. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done the hammer? Yeah, to the yeah, tire? yeah. It's uh, therapeutic. It is therapeutic. Uh, the, the the gym that I went to, which unfortunately is now closed. Uh, well, I think all gyms are closed. Everything. Well, no, but like they closed. Oh, they closed. they're officially yeah. closed. Uh, and they had a tire and a sledgehammer, but they had it right next to the goddamn mirror. And I hated. Oh boy! I hated that it was there. So uh, much bad luck coming your way. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> Seven years at least. Uh, or you know, in in this case, it seemed like it was forty years of bad luck for Morty Maxwell <sighs> because the. Kind yeah, of tragic thing about, about this <laughs> is they talk about Morty as this like weird kid. So you, as we're going around the school in this game, we're we're getting these clues, and a lot of them have to do with um, teachers or people talking about things that Morty had done in the past, yeah. like taking notes and keeping notes from forty years ago. Well, okay. So what what year did the game come out in? Ninety five. Uh, Eighty nine. Eighty nine. And then oh, there was wow. a re release on CD ROM in ninety five. So it's. Oh man, that's weird. Cause like 1966 is only 23 years later. 
Yeah. He's 89. Ooh, that's dark. He's recreated a hall of like horror for himself where he's he's created his worst memories and his most like vile moments yeah. and like walked through the school and remembered why he's trying to destroy the school with invisible paint. Well, wait, they, they didn't, he didn't create this. This is the school. So wait, like the school is a tribute to why they hated Morty Maxwell? No, that's the thing. <laughs> the school remembers Morty Maxwell. Yeah. And now we're mad at him for wanting to erase it? Yeah. And all he says is like, I don't like going to the beach. It's boring to sit and stand in sand. We should go on the ride somewhere else. At night. Cool. That's that's yeah. Coney Island. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why he why they treated him so bad. I'm kind of on Morty's side with this. Like, get rid of the school that mistreats the smartest person there. Wait, okay, wait. They didn't say that. What? They didn't say he was the smartest person I there. I think you can you can infer that. He he invented something that scratches your back and cracks eggs. You're telling me he's not a genius? Yeah, that feels odd to me. But also, also very ev- unhygienic. Also though, every back scratcher can crack eggs. <laughs> yeah, everything can crack eggs. Yeah. I could I could get a I could take a feather and crack an egg if I really wanted to. Mm, I'd like to see that. I had the pointed edge of the feather and I just crack it at the top and then I crush it with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> eggs. <laughs> it's uh, what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. And you're like, whoa, what happened with the dairy farmers of Canada or the egg farmers of Canada? E A. <laughs> it's in the game. <laughs> I like how loopy we get towards the end of this oh, podcast. God, well, and you know what? A lot of people tell me that they stop listening at the gameplay portion. I'm like, you guys are missing the best part. Oh, you're missing all the gold. I, when we play weird games like this, it's hard not to get a little weird oh, about yeah. the episode. That is such a fucking strange game. So I'm now realizing where I was wrong as a child is I thought those robots were cleaning robots because they always so had brooms. So did brooms, I, but they're paintbrushes. But they're paintbrushes. I thought they were like janitorial as well. No. So all the robots are just going around painting the inside of the school, I guess, and we are stumbling upon them and taking pictures of them. Um, whereas, yeah, I thought they were just cleaning robots. Wait a second. Now uh, that I think about it, you've got this this kind of like crazed lunatic villain yeah. who has something to prove to the world okay. and builds robots to help him do it. Mm-hmm. Is this guy related to Dr. Robotnik? Oh, wow. He's got the big mustache. He loves eggs. Loves eggs. Egg, egg. <laughs> yeah, he oh loves God, eggs. Yeah. Oh, my God. I honestly... The main character is in blue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're red, we're red, red Converse. We're Red Converse. This is Sonic. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. I... Honestly, I, I think we we're onto something out. here. Yeah. We need to... We need to, to, to the hairstyle is very matching. Very matching. The the mustache is very matching. By the way, have you seen uh, Sonic the movie yet? I have not. It's it's good. You really should watch it's it. Good. Honestly, it's good. Honestly, it's good. This is not a Jumanji situation. This is not a Jumanji Ben Schwartz is in it. And Jim Carrey's in it. Yeah, Jim Carrey being in it means less than it ever did. Like, I don't... When's the last... When's it... Like, when's the last Jim Carrey movie where you're like, Jim Carrey is in this movie and that means good things? That's a good question, actually. It's been 20 years, probably. Truman Show? No, number, 99? 20, number 23. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, but that was Truman Show era. Truman Show era, wasn't no. it? No, no, that was at least five, 10 years later. 10 years later? Maybe five. Oh, wow. Actually, maybe 10. I really? Would, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay. I actually, can we bring up- uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. The Jim- IMDB page for, for Jim Carrey? Yeah, no, absolutely. See, when people stop listening, when they're, they're missing all this. They're missing- Everything that Jim Carrey had done in the past. <laughs> um, okay, here, here we go. Truman Show is 98. Okay. 
Uh, Liar Liar was 97, just as a Simon Birch, 98. <laughs> Man on the Moon, 99. Me, oh, that was a fucking great movie. Me, Myself, and Irene, 2000. It was okay. Yeah, I was going to say, where's your comments now? The Majestic, <laughs> 2001. I think The Majestic was good. It was okay. Yeah. Bruce Almighty. It was a great movie. 2003. 2004, Eternal Sunshine. So okay. you're five years later. You're exactly okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, series of unfortunate events. It was a great movie as well. I'm not kidding. That was a very good movie. Uh, okay. Fun with Dick and Jane. Not a good movie. Number that was a weird stab at, at capitalism. Like, like which, good on him. But yeah. like, that was... Probably would have gone better over today. Yes. Number 23. Yes, man. I love you, Philip Morris. That was not a good movie. Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> I can't believe I feel like I'm making these up. <laughs> the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Kick-Ass 2. That was actually very good. Although he he basically went... I love the Kick-Ass franchise. It's I do really too, actually. Good. And he went against the movie and said he doesn't agree with it. Because I think it happened right after... Like, it was released or supposed to be released right after a mass shooting. Uh, and he was like, I don't like my character's obsession with guns. I don't want you to go see this movie. And And the cast and crew are like... Hey, you're the fucking villain. What are you like? What are you doing? Of yeah. course, guns aren't good. You guess dumbass. who's not against? Guess who's not for him either? The movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. why we're trying to stop you actively. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I also maybe this is like his personal life bleeding into it, where he's like super, super anti-vaccine and stuff that like that now, and like bizarre to me. He just doesn't seem like a guy I'd want to spend a lot of time yeah. with. But people are like, but he paints really well. Yeah, he paints. Yeah. <laughs> he paints massive paintings. But by the way, they're not good. That's no, also what I don't good. understand. They're not good. I'm not an art critic. They're not good. I am a video game critic, and this game has its issues as well. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. Uh, I uh, clearly... Clearly, it has never been as obvious to me as it is right now that this was an educational game meant for young kids. Yeah. Even though you had serious issues reading the clues for some reason. I did not. Thank you. you. Roll the tape. <laughs> um, you absolutely did. By the way, please edit in there all of the mistakes that you made and edit out this portion. <laughs> um, the uh, So basically, all you do is you walk left and right you walk up to get into a new room. There's usually a clue in that room. As you're going, robots will come at you from off screen. You yeah. can either jump over them or take a picture of them. In taking pictures of them, they give you clues, which now that I'm thinking about it, you take a picture of these robots and they're saying something in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a little bit of a baseball card-esque yeah, quality to them. They do. Yeah, they where do. It's like, I'm Except in baseball cards, it's not like I'm gonna slide the fuck into home plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't like, see them thinking. If I that. click the card, it doesn't go hit a dinger, hit a dinger, <laughs> hit a dinger, dingers, dingers. I, you're right. I maybe they capture. Maybe the photo captured the thought bubble. Like, yeah, have you thought about you're that? You're saying that as though I should expect that to happen, Andrew. <laughs> I don't think that that's normal for it, most cameras. Very odd. Yeah, I never thought about that. Also, like. They're in the same posture that that robot is always going to be in, no matter what they're holding. Whether they, yeah, how you took the picture of them. So, yeah. like, this, the one we saw, like, the first one we saw, which I think was Turbo, uh, was holding a cockroach with a duck walking past it, yes. wearing sunglasses, and saying something in a thought bubble. It's, like, literally a, a like, a Mad Libs joke-style yes. situation. Like, and uh, you're like, because why is he holding a cockroach like that? Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, the issue with our playing of the game is the second robot we ran into was the robot. And we already had all the clues. We had every clue. Required. And so we didn't even, 
know what the clues meant. It turned like this is another disconnect between the gameplay and the story, which we'll get into more of with The Last of Us. <laughs> but the clues you read just mention a keyword, and if that keyword has to do with the robot, then that robot may be the one in which yeah. Morty Maxwell is hiding. Right. Why? I'm not sure. Right? It I'm doesn't not, it's just like well, why I read is he the, leaving clues? He's not. You're reading newspaper clippings or things like that from just like things that are in the Okay. I I Mikey, I'm granted. Yeah. But so I'm reading clues where he says, I've got a great idea, Morty Maxwell said famously in the the blah 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 blah. And then you walk around to the robots and you take a picture, and obviously in the picture you can see what they're saying. And the robot goes, I've got an idea. And you're like, so wait a second. But here's the thing. The robot that says, I've got an idea. Yeah, which he does. But in the article we read, it was Sarah who said, I have an idea. Remember, she was brushing her oh, hair and she's yeah. like, I have. So what is her saying, I have an idea, have to do with Marty, Morty being that robot? So Morty's just, did you think Morty went through the school and read through all this stuff? That's I, So in my mind, <laughs> he has now, he was like, I hate this fucking school. I want to burn it to the ground. <laughs> and instead, I'm going to paint it invisible, yeah. which makes no sense. Because when somebody goes, the next day goes, oh my God, I think the school's gone. They walk straight into straight it. Straight into the building. <laughs> they would walk, they would go like, well, where did it go? And they would walk and just break their nose on the brick of the building. And go, oh no, it's still fucking here for some reason. I just don't know what's going on. And uh, it like- <laughs> and No, they wouldn't say that. They'd say, it's not here. Holy shit, Morty must have painted it with invisible <laughs> yeah, paint. Yeah. Oh my God, it was painted with invisible. I know exactly who did this. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have made fun of him as a institution for 40 years. <laughs> it's, yeah, the school is like, yeah, the virgin blood of Morty Maxwell <laughs> educational secondary facility. I So in my mind, he's walked through the school and mm -hmm. pulled out all these clippings that tortured him as a child. Okay. So he has recently read it. That's why it's like actively out. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's why you stumble upon it and go, yeah, okay. He must have read this recently. That's why he hates this. Okay. And and that's why it's clues to who he is because it's recently on the top of his head. I, it still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. No, uh, definitely but not. I, I, but I mean, I'm trying come, to give it credit. You've come the closest, I think, anyone, including the developers, could come to explaining what <laughs> has just happened. I told a more in-depth story than that game did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which is not a, good. You've told a more in-depth story than Amber Heard's been telling lately as well. Oh, my God. That whole story... <laughs> I don't know why I keep getting notifications for I don't it on my either. phone. Stop it. I don't want to know. Although, I do want to know. <laughs> I don't she care shit about- shit in his bed? Oh my God. I don't care about the Kardashians, but I want to keep up with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, yeah. No, I, it's the weirdest thing. Guess who wins from this? Nobody. Yeah. Everybody loses. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like everybody was insane in mm -hmm. that house. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Just like in this school. I don't think Morty... Is, actually, you know what? Morty sounds kind of sane. Like, yeah. I'd be pissed off if I were him. If all of the faculty members kept newspaper clippings of all of your <laughs> misdoings, which is just you being you, I would paint a school invisible as well. I just love the idea that, like, a kid shows up in 1987, like, in grade four... And it was like, you know, like, oh, math is hard. I hate this. But at least I'm not that fucking idiot Morty Maxwell from 1964. <laughs> like, like, even young kids are, like, aware that he was the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, at least I'm not that doofus. Yeah. We'll see in, we'll see in Gizmos and Gadgets if, if he's just as warranted. This is giving me serious Thanos vibes where I'm like, I'm mm. on his side. <laughs> um, Mikey's I, this okay is painting with, me in a, in a weird place. I was going to yeah. say, Mikey's okay with correcting wrongs later in violence and later life. Thanos, it wasn't violence. 
the snap was a peaceful just disappearance of, uh, it of didn't seem very an peaceful. indiscriminate half of the watch the spider-man part again and tell me that's a peaceful way to go well, he's oh, i don't feel so good mr stark he's scared he's scared he's scared yeah i yeah. agree with you but like we're all going to be scared when we die <laughs> So that's okay that Thanos yeah, does it's it. It's going to happen. Man, it's your Thanos and AI argument is very much in line. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. Just deal with it. <laughs> like, oh boy. Listen, uh, imagine all the lineups that you have to deal with being half as long. <laughs> You're a psychopath. <laughs> that's, that's an insane argument. I have to renew my driver's license in half the amount of time. In all day. Sir, in the back there, can you stop snapping as loudly as possible? You're like... <laughs> Is it working? Is it working? Why is there so many lines? They're like, hey, Jasmine, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a huge fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around with the castanets. Just yeah, castanets. Oh, oh man. man. It's, it's tough to talk about this game more because there is just not a lot to this game. Yeah. You read these stories. We beat it. So here's the thing is you beat the game. <laughs> yep. And it entices Boy, you we. to play again <laughs> by saying your overall lifetime score of beating the game that many more times, that's all you're doing. But yeah. the gameplay, I'm, I'm assuming it probably gets a little bit more difficult as you go. I think we got an easy hand. Yes. Um, but man, I guess let's get into our, our review of this game. <laughs> like, Mike, I just love that you have trouble beating games and we just we just smoked that we one. We just smoked that one. There you go. You've beaten one. two games in two weeks now. Oh, man. Just I'm gonna killing be, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my... Actually, here's what I heard about Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima Main is what I call it. Yep, of course, that's um, what you call that it. That is what I know that's, that I call that's it. Nick Canonical. Nick Canonical. Um, apparently, it's like 40, 50... Or sorry, like 50 uh. hours, which is... It reminds me more and more of Assassin's Creed when I was hoping it would be more and more like Dark Souls, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, I am excited to get back into it. And we're, I'm sure we'll hear your updates as we go. Absolutely, on. absolutely. Um, so, so why don't we get into the reviews? Absolutely. Of, of this game. So in our retrogrades, we both gave it 3.5s for a seven out of eight. Oh boy. Um, okay, so I'll start. Uh, okay, this game has its place and it is an educational game, and it did a very good job when we were younger to convince us it was something else. Um, if you have young kids, uh, if you are learning English, if you are, I'm trying to think of the, how, who it could appeal to, but mm -hmm. there is still a subsection of people where this would make sense as a video game. And I yep. put that in the loosest terms of video games, yep. a functional interactive computer program. Sure. It tells a story. Uh, the music is still great. Still kicks. It is. Um, the graphics are simplistic, but do not really in, get in the way. Graphics are fine. Fine. But it's just the issue that the game is going to have is just the most shallow version of a game possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I was just saying earlier in the in the episode about how I like playing baseball or Overwatch because it's a closed experience where I start and I finish and I can walk away from the game and not think twice of it. Well, in a lot of ways, that is this game, but just even in a simpler version. It is even a smaller version of that. Right. Unfortunately, if you are an adult, you just can't play this game. Yeah. It's just not, unless it's for nostalgia, you will go back and do what we did, play it once, and then walk away and go, well, we watched, we yep. did it. That is exactly like I kind of remember. That's really cool. But as uh, as we, you know, look at a critical view of retro games, this just doesn't have really a place. Uh, it just kills me. I think I'm gonna give it a one out of four. Yeah. It's just, there's, not, there's nothing there. There's nothing there for you. Yeah, I, I it, it it does, it hurts me to give it a score this low as well because it was great at the time. Right. But this is what our podcast is about, is finding mm. out what can last and what can't. And unfortunately, if I'm thinking about a game, like say I have kids, say someone lets me uh, put a kid in them one day, 
uh, and then oh, and then has that. Creep God, come that out. is disgusting. <laughs> that dis- that term revolts me. I can't believe you let me put a kid in you. Oh my God. Um. I. Uh, if if one day someone lets me do that, and you'll never be able to pick that child up because you're a criminal past. <laughs> I did spend a lot of time around a dark school late at night in a trench coat. So, Um, I I would not give them this game to learn English, even though Hmm. I honestly, I mean this with with all sincerity. um, Video games in the era that we grew up playing them made me four times as proficient at reading as I I read more text playing video games than any other kid my age that didn't play video games, and I got very efficient at seeing a block of text and being able to read it and understand it without like as close to speed reading as, as I think I I could possibly get. And I owe that to games like this where you just take a snapshot of text, you read it, you digest it, you understand the important parts. And that's the way my brain thinks now. And I owe it in a large part to games like this. However, if I'm giving a game to a kid now, hopefully my kid or a stranger on the street, I don't know. um, (laughs) Hey kid, hey kid, got a game for you. I would give them Mist before this game because there's just as much reading. Huh. There's way more critical thinking that makes sense. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like the logic in this game is absent. All you're doing is looking for keywords and applying that to the photos. Whereas right. Mist, well, it's comprehension as well, though. Yeah, there's an element of comprehension as well because there was one question we had that was actually fairly abstract which is she was brushing her hair what did she have and the answer was an idea and you would think to have something is something physical yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so that was that was really interesting i and that's something that i may not have understood fully at the time Mm -hmm. um but but that that you know once you get the answer right you can start to come around on what exactly it means to have something and how finicky the english language can be however because the logic that follows in this game is not as um it's not as as realistic or as connected as it would be in something like Mist. I think the critical thinking suffers a lot. Um, so even in in modern days, if I'm using a video game or finding a video game to teach someone about something else or about reading and, and critical thinking, it's not going to be this game. And because hmm. of that, and because it's not fun to play now, it does get a little bit of a bump because of the nostalgia. But I, I'm right there with you with a one out of oh, four as wow. well. And it kind of sucks because like, I promise you, I, it was a three and a half originally to start yeah. and then a one but you keep giving it the same reviews i mean that's which two which, weeks in a row that's two weeks in a row score. yeah um I, you know, and you know, not the first time even before then but well, yeah. you know it's so funny you say that because i actually disagree with you it's funny we came to the same scores because i disagree with you i actually do think this is a fine game for a kid like to learn i don't know if i'd give them miss mist is like while i would want them to play it eventually i don't think that's helping you learn english there's like, a lot like, of reading and mist there's yeah, a lot of reading and mist. i don't know this just seems really great and simplistic, not too scary. And like, you know- for, It was for, kind of scary when I was playing Oh, yeah, kid, yeah, 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 yeah. When it's, st- like, because the screen's really small, so when it shows up, you're like, oh my God. Right. But there's- And, certain- and there, there's there's levels of assistance as well where it's like hard words. It's like, yeah. these are the hard words. And it's not like, it's not like you need to expend resources to learn the hard words. It's very clear that the game wants to help you learn them. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe Mist is something that comes along a couple years after, but this is like a very early game to play. Um, and it does serve that purpose of teaching, reading, comprehension, right. and all that. Uh, and then maybe Mist is the the next game that you teach them. But what I like about Mist is it'll mention something about like a sky chart. And 
even though I don't know what a sky chart is as a kid, mm -hmm. I know the word sky and I know the word chart. And when I sit back in a chair and see something, I'm like, that's the sky and it's on a chart. Now I like yeah, that to yeah, me yeah. is is like yeah. the next level of reading comprehension. No, I, I get that. I get that. I, I still do think this game has it, its place, even though I gave it a little score. Mm -hmm. um, and more than anything, I don't regret going back and playing it today. No, 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 not I'm at all. I'm glad we did. Yeah, and it is what it is. Oh, fuck it. But it, it, has, <laughs> it is what it is. It has its place, and it's exactly like I remember it. It's us that's changed. Yes, and the world of video games in general. So I, I'm, I'm glad we played it. Yep. I'm glad we played it. But unfortunately, with those three and a halfs, that's a seven. With our both ones, that's a two. That is a nine out of 16. Yeah. So it's not like an embarrassingly low score, but unfortunately, the, red, the current score is just not. I, th I think it's a very warranted score. I think that's a very appropriate score as yeah. well. Um, but guys, that was uh, that's, that's Midnight Rescue for <laughs> that was you. It. That's it. Ah, oh, man. I'm glad we played it. And thank you for all the help for uh, all our deep ads out there that have helped us lead us to this game after we talked about it endlessly for weeks. And, and by the way, we ask uh, a lot of questions like this and we engage quite a bit. The community is growing and growing and growing. Uh, Andrew did a great job of setting up the Reddit page as well for oh, yeah. the Retrograde. It's r slash uh, r slash Retrograde? Yeah, it's uh, the subreddit is the Retrograde Podcast. Yeah, the Retrograde Podcast. Uh, Twitter at Retrograde Pod and you are at uh, Retrograde, at retrograde Andy. Andy. Uh, join us on there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a great community. You. We're growing. And if it weren't for them, this game may not have happened. So <laughs> I know. Seriously. Uh, thank you. Or if you hated the episode, fuck you guys for letting fuck us you. know. Can't wait to hear about it. We will talk to you guys on Friday for the Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. And congratulations, Brian. Way to go get married. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> Brian. Brian, one of the original deep pads. <laughs> Absolutely. So we can't wait to talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Listen to experts. Wear a mask. Game over. <laughs>